media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. So we'll have uh, Tonya Curry later on looking at... Uh the week, the media weekend numbers, I'm looking forward to that in terms of uh, what stopped the, the hit parade in terms of the biggest mentions in media in the past seven days as well. But before all of that, of course, Marissa Lowe is now with us. We, every, every Sunday at about uh, five past nine or so, we have our eye on one person that we talk about their careers. And Marissa Lowe is now that person that I have my eye on. She's the MD of MLO Communications. And MLO is spelled E-M-L-O. So, Marissa, good chatting to you. Hi. Marissa, are you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm here. Can you okay. Hear me? Yes. Good. Good talking to you. So let's start with the name. You know, Amlo Communications. I, I think I know what it means, but you better tell me. <laughs> well, it started off very early in my career. A colleague started calling me M, mm-hmm. and as as many of us right at the end of our emails, we use our initial. And when he called me M, there's so many other M's that just write an M. So I decided that's going to become E M. And that's how M. Lowe became came about, M. Lowe, as in Marisa Lowe, mm-hmm. and I wrote it E-M-L-O. And, and, and I see even on, on Twitter, just, just call me M, right? I mean, just Absolutely, my, my friends and colleagues call me M. They really do call so I should call you M for the, the duration of this chat then. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so M. Lowe is the, is the company, but that company's been in existence, what, for five, five years or so, r- roughly, right? Yes. Yes, I, I, I found, MLO was founded when I went freelance in 2011, and I remained a freelancer up to the middle, uh, beginning of last year, when I joined an organisation called Triple E Invest, and MLO became a subsidiary of them. So the company was formally with registration number at CIBC. The company is only a year old, but we've been in existence. We've been going. I've been working on my own since 2011. But um, from middle last year, we started using some freelancers to help cope with the workload. So we've, we've been growing slowly and steadily, and I really hope to, to make MLO a force to be reckoned with in the PR industry in the coming years. All right, so, so let's talk about what, what do you do. You mentioned PR, but I mean, specifically if I said, okay, maybe three key things that you do in your business, what would they be? The three key things, we, we focus at the moment, we focus on pure publicity and social media. And then we, we are able to offer other services, including advertising, consumer research, sales promotions, influencer marketing. Although the last couple of years we've literally been focusing on publicity. Um, as Douglas spoke earlier, a lot of profile building for clients mm-hmm. um, and making sure they, they have presence on social media. And hoping to grow that into a full 360 communications agency. Okay, so let's talk about the publicity part because I mean, I've noticed your tweets about or retweets about Douglas and, and, and yes, I mean, your, your job then is to build. So if he's saying ensure that you have publicity, you would then get a, a client coming to you because they don't know how, right? Absolutely. Um, and they ask you what and you do what for them? Well, I, I always say I give, I give brands free publicity. Uh, many, many people understand how advertising works. You pay for advertising space. You are guaranteed of that space because you pay for it. But that is very expensive. So where publicity comes in is for an affordable PR fee. I mean, I'm a small agency. I don't, I can't compete with the, with the big Ogilvies and um, the, the likes of those. So I come in at an affordable rate, and I can help you get publicity. So I get you and your brand on TV, on radio, on television, in newspapers, um, magazines. That is what I do. I create free publicity. So how, how then do you go about doing that? Give, give us an insight into, into your inner workings. I, I believe it's all about relationships, Ashraf. 
um, it's my relationship with the, with the media. I, I say you are my client. As a journalist, as a presenter, as a reporter, you are first and foremostly my client. But I help you to get content on your show. So for me, it's about building a great relationship with the media. And my clients then benefit from that relationship. So, so is that how you sell it, that in, in some ways it's a case of your client needs publicity, but the way you have to do it is to turn it around to say, you know, to, to, to the media houses, print, TV, radio, to say, I have a story for you that I think your listeners or your readers would want to know about. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, was, I was in a very lucky position that I did not work in PR all my life. And when I, I actually started doing PR for my husband without reali- really realizing it's PR, my husband's an opera singer. Mm-hmm. So I started, I started getting him into newspaper, arranged radio interviews, and I, I worked in the marketing field and ad agency area. And I became involved in PR at the ad agency at the time, and I've learned about PR, what it really is, from the journalists. And, the, and maybe that's, that, the, that's the right way. So, so what, what do you learn about PR from a journalist? as opposed to a PR practitioner? In, in my opinion, uh, Ashraf, it is about what you want on your show. I see so many. I've just run an intern program. I have, I have an intern helping me out at MLO, and they, they learn about corporate communications. It's as if uh, uh, someone with the educational knowledge on PR, and now I'm, very, I'm, I'm really generalizing, so some, some other professionals might, might not agree with me, but I, I see that so many PR people force their stories down on journalists. That's what I believe I do not do. How do you I do know that? what you want on the media show. I, I won't give you something that you don't need. I, I know what my educational journalist wants that writes for Bills. So I will give them the right story. Yes, I will not lie. I do sometimes use this pray and pray approach where I send out a press release to 500 journalists and hope for an interview. That does happen once in a while. But, but generally, it's about knowing what the journalist gives to their reader, their listener, their viewer, to be able to give them the right thing. Okay, let's go back to the beginning with you yeah. in terms of how then did you get started in this, in this industry? Um, as I said, I sort of landed in it by chance. I studied, I studied secretarial. Part of my secretarial studies was public relations. They focused a lot on event management during my studies. That was in the early 90s. And um, I joined, I loved the marketing world, and I joined Media 24, actually. I joined NASPAS. Mm, was mm. My, my first job. And I worked in the sales department. And I found it quite fascinating the, the, way, the way people book advertising space. That's how I ended up in the advertising world because that's something that interests me, but I've worked in the admin side, so I have a knowledge across various different sides of the advertising industry because I worked in various departments in admin. And with my husband back in the late 90s when he became a, a professional singer, I started writing letters to journalists. I found out who's a journalist. I wrote the letter and said, listen, my husband's a singer. Can't you profile him? And that's what started off my love for PR, that, that love of seeing my client, my husband in this instance, on television and the results that brings. Um, and when I'm at, at an ad agency, my last agency was McCann World Group, mm-hmm. I, I eventually became involved in their internal PR. I found that we always did work for our clients and we shouted about the work for our clients, but we didn't really shout about 
what we did, our role we played for the client's success. So that's where I started out, saying, listen, guys, we need to talk about what it is we are doing for our client. How are we doing it? What's the processes behind it? And that's how I eventually got into PR, and I decided, you know, I think it's time to go freelance. And, and why, why do you think that's important? That means, on the one hand, let, let's take yourself. On the one yes. hand, uh, and I'm talking in the present tense now, on the one hand, you you then able to get clients um, given their time. But then at the same time, you're saying, once you do that, and I noticed, uh, I think a few days ago, we interviewed somebody that, that you had put onto us, that you were very clear about, like, hey, one of our clients are on the air. Why? Which obviously gives credibility to your organization, to your company, right? Why, why is that important? I think it's important um, because, you know, we, as, as agencies, we, we often neglect talking about ourselves. And to build our own brands, it's important for our clients to be out there. But our clients talk about us. I believe PR is one of the biggest word-of-mouth tools out there. And that is the way to get people to talk about what we do as agencies. I really find it's a lack in the agency industry that we always talk about our clients, but we don't talk about what we do. Isn't that because the job of, of your agency is to actually service clients and not yourself? There's a very fine line, Ashraf. You, you, you do have a point there. Yes, it is to service the client. However, if we want to grow our agencies, we need to talk about what it is we do for our clients. All right. So let, let, let's then reflect. I mean, beside, well, maybe you can throw in even the work you've done with, for your husband, right? But maybe three campaigns that over a period has given you the greatest of pleasure. I, I, would, I would start with uh, my work that I did for the South African Maths Foundation. Mm-hmm. They were a client of mine from 2011 to 2014. They decided to take PR in-house, which was a very sad decision for me. Um, and I worked with them. They run, they're basically the national office for mathematics in South Africa. And in the three and a half, four years I worked with them, we grew the first round Maths Olympiads entrance for high school children from 20,000 to 80,000 children. So for, for me, that's a highlight in my career as, as a freelancer in PR, to help a non-profit organization create uh, a publicity for mathematics. As we know, education in the country is a key, a key topic, and mathematics is one of them. So many people take math lit instead of proper mathematics, mm-hmm. and when they get to university, they don't realize they actually need mathematics and not math lit. So that, for me, was a lovely client, a lovely campaign to work on. Highlight with them was International Mass Olympiad that took place in South Africa for the first time in 56 years on the continent in 2014. That was a huge project to work on. We had lovely media exposure as teams arrived at the airport and throughout the, the period we helped co- uh, raise money for um, hosting the event. And that, that was really a lovely campaign. Another campaign that I can say stand out for me is one that I'm busy with at the moment. It's a new client of mine, a pro bono client for Pathways Rudaput, a care center for disabled children. I started doing their social media for them in November last year, so it's really a new client. Okay. But it, it's so, uh, I find such pleasure in helping an organization that does not have the funds to pay for PR, which is one of the things MLO, MLO would like to focus on, is helping the smaller organizations mm. who think that marketing and advertising is expensive. 
to get their brand. Oh, you might get a whole lot of people now coming after you. It's like, okay, I need to check out Amlo and see how they can assist. Because as you know, especially smaller companies, very, very cash-strapped, as, as one would expect, right? Yeah. What, what, what benefit you are, you know, maybe some of the key ingredients um, that goes into pulling or putting a, pulling off, in fact, a, a very successful publicity campaign on behalf of a client? I think the most important thing and also the one that clients often neglect to look at is how does the campaign link into your business goals and objectives? That for me is the most important one. Companies often say, oh, I need PR, but they're not even sure of their actual company goals and objectives. I believe a PR campaign needs to link to your company's goals and objectives. That's the only way to measure whether it is successful. So the most important thing definitely is knowing where you want your business to go, what you want your business to achieve. Then it comes in, how much can you spend? Because I believe you can get from A to B, regardless of whether you have a million rand or 200,000. There's just different things that you need to take into account. And so if I need to then look at a point two and a point three, um, I would say a successful publicity campaign also goes about clients understanding the time investment that they have to make. I believe profiling, as Douglas said, is really a key aspect of a good publicity campaign. Even if it is a consumer campaign, your your face of the business needs to be profiled so that the brand can get the, the publicity as well. And then lastly, I believe it's very important to integrate PR with the rest of the marketing strategy. PR is not a standalone. That is the one thing I would like. It is already changing. Mm. I would like to see that change more, that so, PR so becomes part of the overall market. Okay, so you made the point about, I mean, for you it's a specific focus on PR and social media, but you want to be this 360-degree agency. So if PR integrating as rest of the mar- within part of the greater marketing strategy, is that something that you're involved in or that has to be done, done by by other agencies? No, I am definitely involved in that. Uh, if I look at EMLO, yes, sometimes I partner with other agencies in order to be able to do that. But I do have a team of freelancers that I've built up contact friends in the industry over the last 15 years that I bring in as freelancers if we have to do an advertising campaign. I have designers. I have um, our directors. I have creative directors. So we, we can do it. Although, as a small agency, I think it's easier to partner with an existing advertising agency mm. if I would like to get into the 360 space right now. Let's talk about your team. I mean, who's, who's the current team that makes up uh, MLO? Tell me about the names of the people and what they at, do. At, at the moment, I, I run the majority of execution new business. Then I have a freelancer by the name Balin Lovu, mm-hmm. who helps me out from a strategy point of view on high-profile clients when I run projects, because I do, outside of my retainer clients, I run a lot of projects at the moment, smaller, short-term projects. So I bring her in from a strategy point of view. I also have a colleague from a past uh, agency called Oteng Majuta, who I bring in on a freelance basis when it's necessary for client service. Then I have a lovely student helping me out as an intern at the moment, Shannon Barnard, She's from the University of Pretoria, currently a third-year student for 2017. And then I have a new thing that I would like to start focusing on since it's a big trend for 2017, that's virtual reality and 360 content. And I've met a lovely young gentleman by the name of Marnus van Weinhardt, who will be helping me out with that on a freelance basis. 
So let's talk about your social media work then. I mean, what, you, you do it on behalf of clients as well, right? Yes. So, so to what degree is it advice and strategic advice, and, and to what degree is it also physically owning or handling their accounts? At the moment, it is, I would say, 80% handling the account and 20% strategy, if I have to put it that way. Cl- client, because I work with smaller clients, they, they have their the strategy in place that they've developed in-house. I then take their strategy and their key messages. I look at their target audience and I literally manage their social media. I help them grow their followers organically because as a smaller client, there's no money to put advertising into social media, although I know it works because I do use it for myself. And it's it's about making sure that I understand my client's target audience, make sure I follow the right people so that we can get the right organic following and the right so, reach so can and you, engagement can, can you give us examples of maybe a client that you have uh, that you work on that you can share your, your, your practical experiences with them? Uh, one of the clients that I've been doing social media for for the last three years is a company called Triple E Training. They do adult basic education and training for the purposes of skills development for your BEE scorecard. Mm-hmm. And a very interesting thing that I found for them when I did research is companies often say, I need to be on social media. So they go into Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn as main ones and say, I need to be on all those channels. Mm-hmm. From an HR manager point of view, who, who are their main target audience? They're not on Facebook. They're not on Twitter either, strangely enough. They're all on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So we focus our efforts on LinkedIn, grow our engagement on LinkedIn, but keep brand visibility on Twitter and Facebook. And um, it's a really lovely client with a lot of insight after four years of working, experimenting. That's the thing with social media. It's a lot of experimenting as well. We are becoming data scientists. I, I read an article recently mm-hmm. that, that PR people are actually becoming data scientists, which is the part of my job I love. I love doing the analysis. I'm I sure. love looking at where, where, who, who sees the tweets, who, who engages on Facebook, and that we take, and we change content strategy based on what it is, who our audience are on, on the various social media. You probably know a lot more about uh, people like us uh, than, than we know ourselves, but that's another whole debate for another time. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call you M. M, thanks for your time. Right? Ashraf, thank you very uh, much for the opportunity. Well, well, tweet the information about your company and links and whatever else you think is, is relevant. I will certainly share that. Just use hashtag media show too. I'm right? most certainly going to do so. Thank right, you very much for the time, so, on Lowe, like as in J-Lo, you know, got that right. Um, as in MLO Communications, however, is spelled E-M-L-O, by the way. And uh, Marissa is the, uh, is the MD of that company, started uh, five years ago, well, six years, in fact, as we get to 2017. Uh, I hope you learned lots about running a, a PR agency coming from that. I certainly think I did.